0: Welcome to Current Radio's People Station. Please enjoy today's selection of news.
1: Switching gears now to a chilling update in the Gabby Petito case. It's alleged that after Brian Laundrie killed Gabby, he sent texts to her parents from her phone, pretending to be her. That's,
0: that's just horrific. This is according to an amended complaint filed by Gabby's parents,
1: right? Yes, Alex. Joseph Petito and Nicole Schmidt, Gabby's parents, have alleged that Laundrie was sending texts back and forth between his cell phone and Gabrielle Petito's cell phone in an attempt to hide the fact she was deceased.
0: It's just hard to fathom, isn't it? And this couple was on a cross-country road trip, documenting their adventures on social media when Gabby, just 22, vanished. Her body was later found in Grand Teton National Park on September 19, 2021, and the cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head and neck with manual strangulation.
1: It's indeed a tragic story. And one of the texts Laundrie allegedly sent was on the day Gabby's family believes she was murdered. It referenced her grandfather Stan by name, which was odd because Gabby never called her grandfather by his name. He then sent another text on August 30th, claiming there was no service in Yosemite Park, presumably to make Nicole Schmidt believe that Gabby was still alive.
0: Right, and there's something else. The complaint also mentions that on August 29th, two days after Gabby's death, Laundrie made a frantic phone call to his parents saying that Gabby was gone. That same day, his parents contacted their attorney, Stephen Bertolino, telling him that Gabby was gone and that
1: Brian needed a lawyer. And it's also worth noting that this complaint for emotional distress has been filed against Laundrie's parents Christopher and Roberta Laundry. The lawsuit also includes Stephen Bertolino as a defendant.
0: Yes, and Bertolino has stated that he has no comment and will be filing his answers soon. This case has drawn international attention and it's far from over.
1: As we continue to follow the developments in the Gabby Petito case, we are reminded of the real-life impact of these stories. Speaking of real-life stories that have captured the public's attention, we now turn to another tragic incident involving a name familiar to many podcast listeners. This story also underscores the stark reality behind the headlines. Our topic today is a tragic one. Tyler Goodson, a familiar name to S-Town podcast listeners, has died following a police standoff in Woodstock, Alabama.
0: Yes, it's a grim situation. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency stated that Goodson, 32, was barricaded in a house and allegedly brandished a gun at officers. He was shot and pronounced dead,
1: And what adds an eerie layer to this is Goodson's Facebook post on the day of the incident. He wrote, Police bout to shoot me down in my own yard. It's chilling.
0: It's disturbing, indeed. The mayor of Woodstock, Jeff Dodson, expressed his shock and sorrow over the incident. He knew Goodson's family for over 30 years, which makes this
1: all the more painful. Absolutely. And it's important to remember, as Dodson pointed out, that Goodson wasn't just a character in a podcast. He was a son a father, a brother. He survived by five children.
0: Which is truly heartbreaking. But for those unfamiliar with Goodson, he was featured on the S-Town podcast, which was a major success upon its 2017 release. It even won a 2017 Peabody Award.
1: Right. The podcast centered around a man named John, who despised his Alabama town and decided to do something about it. Goodson's role in the story was significant, and now his untimely death adds another tragic layer to the narrative
0: it certainly does and as we discuss this we want to echo mayor dodson's plea for compassion and respect towards goodson's loved ones during this difficult time from a tragic loss in alabama we now turn our attention to a lighter note from the world of hollywood even amidst the hustle and bustle of celebrity life there are moments of personal joy and family connections that remind us of the human side of our favorite stars So Julia Roberts, one of Hollywood's most cherished actresses, recently shared a rare photo of her twins, Hazel Patricia and Phineas Walter, on social media. Quite a surprise, isn't it, Sarah?
1: Absolutely, Alex. It's not typical of Roberts to share her private life, especially her children's. But she decided to celebrate their 19th birthday publicly. She found a cute picture and thought,
0: And it's a way for her to share something as a proud parent without infringing on their privacy. It's a delicate balance, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. And speaking of balance, Roberts also touched on her family's relationship with technology during her interview with Extra. She admitted that being stuck in the house with kids and no devices, as she put it, actually sounds like a good time to her.
0: That's a sentiment many parents might echo. She misses the time when you couldn't get a hold of people, or they couldn't get a hold of you. It's a reminder of the pre-digital age, when families would gather at the end of the day and actually have things to talk about at dinner because they hadn't been in constant contact all day. She even mentioned the nostalgia of a busy signal stirrer.
1: Right, Alex. And it's interesting because we see that same sentiment reflected in her parenting. In a Today interview, she mentioned that she parents her older kids the same way, in and out of the house, checking if they're getting enough sleep, if they're sick, asking them to text her when they get home. It's all about keeping them safe and sound.
0: Indeed, Sarah. And it seems that her family life is a priority for her, even affecting her approach to her career in recent years. She cherishes the life she's built with her husband, Danny Motter, and their children. As she put it, the point is to come home at the end of the day triumphantly to them.
1: And speaking of triumphs, don't forget her upcoming Netflix film, Leave the World Behind. It's set to debut this Friday. I'm sure we're all excited to see what Roberts brings to the screen this time.
0: From one beloved figure in entertainment to another, let's shift our focus now. While we've been discussing the private life of a Hollywood icon, another star has been dealing with some personal issues of his own. Let's dive into the current situation of a well-known late-night host. In entertainment news, Stephen Colbert, host of The Late Show, is taking another week off as he recovers from a ruptured appendix.
1: That's right, Alex. Colbert announced on Threads that he's continuing to rest and heal, thanking fans for their well wishes. CBS has released a schedule for this week's episodes, which will all be repeats.
0: Yes, and some of the previously scheduled guests included Sarah Paulson, Jason Isbell, Mark Ruffalo, and Nicki Minaj. But instead, we'll be seeing guest appearances from Kerry Washington, Willie Nelson, Daniel Radcliffe, and more in the repeated episodes.
1: Colbert has certainly had his share of health-related interruptions this year, hasn't he? Back in mid-October, he tested positive for COVID-19 and had to broadcast the programme remotely from his home. Now this.
0: Indeed, Sarah. But he seems to be handling it with his usual humour. After his appendix surgery, he joked that all emails to my
1: appendix will be handled by my pancreas. That's classic Colbert for you. And speaking of humour... Colbert even posted a photo of a care package he received, joking that it came from fellow late-night host Jimmy Fallon. The package included a new pack of socks and a bag of onions.
0: Onions, huh? Well, if anyone can make a recovery entertaining, it's Stephen Colbert. Here's to hoping he's back to delivering his handcrafted artisanal talk show soon.
1: Absolutely, Alex. We're all looking forward to his return. In the meantime, fans can catch repeats of the late show featuring a host of celebrity guests.